Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! Corbett's over there looking like an angry, goofy sailor. Just like, why are you why are you yelling at me? <laughs> we're doing a Facebook Live as we're recording this. What's up, Facebook Live? And what's up, podcasters out there? Today, we've got a great show for you about making the sale, the three ingredients that are necessary for getting someone to buy right now. But in case it's your first episode here, you know this is The Fizzle Show. This is where we talk about things that are interesting to small business builders, indie entrepreneurs. Earning a living doing something that you care about is something that is possible for you. It's also not easy. It's also not that hard. Just give it a little time, give it a little insight, give it a little wisdom. That's what we're into on this show. That's what we talk about. Now, if you're new here to the show, we recommend you go to fizzle.co slash toolkit, and that'll get you a free set of our guides, including one of them, which walks you through the 10 most essential episodes of The Fizzle Show. That's fizzle.co slash toolkit for the 10 free most essential episodes of The Fizzle Show. That's my call to action, trying to get you know these listeners who are just tuning in yeah. to get... Like, hey, man, say hello. Get off your butt and do something. Say hello. Say what's up. There's literally four free guides there. Come on. Say what's up. Let's start the conversation. Come on. Get your head in the ball game, as my dad used to say. Tiger! Tiger! Get your head in the ball game! Get your... (laughs) Man in the ball game. <laughs> was this like during a football game or? This was during like like little kid little kid t ball. Okay, <laughs> that's aggressive for little kid t ball. So. Tiger, tiger, <laughs> focus. Keep your eye on the ball. <laughs> I'm serious. It was wow. intense. There was a lot of issues I had with that stuff. Oh man! Just in case you aren't like, dear podcast listeners, we really are Facebook living this right now. I don't yeah, know. Well, if we'll that do doesn't the, help them. I don't know if we'll do the whole thing, but meaning, <laughs> I guess you can. You could probably put a link to this. Maybe I don't know. No, you go to go to facebook.com slash fizzleco, right? <laughs> yeah, and you'll you'll you got to like the page in order to see these things. But what's up, live folks? I'm seeing live people. There's people watching it, commenting. This is great. Now you just got to leave it on. Otherwise, I think I'll leave it on for a little bit. Those people are going to be bummed. But just so that the podcast listeners know, we're doing a lot more like Facebook Live, Instagram Live, trying some stuff out. I got a little bug for it because it's really fun. Mm. It's really fun. That's not what we're talking it's about kind of today, a rush. though. It's a, it's a total rush. You get instant feedback. Dude, it's what I've been waiting for. Yeah. It's instant feedback. It's your own stage anytime. Instant feedback, still in my underpants. Instant feedback, just rolled out of bed. It's not, okay. Instant feedback. <laughs> it's not true today, though. Well, I wore pants today. Thank you. Because you were coming over. Appreciate so, uh, back to the matter at hand. We're going to get into this conversation of making the sale. Um, these three essential elements for getting someone to get off their butt and actually take action and purchase your thing right now. Yeah. Um, this is something that we saw recently. Steph, do you want to walk us through uh, what what like what really like like brought us to this this like this feeling like we need to talk about this. We need to get people learning these essential sort of sales things. It seems like people are, are missing this. You want to give us a little intro to this topic? Sure. So I think the, the example that we, this is kind of like a little bit of a, a little bit of a hypothetical example, but the concept here, the idea was what to do. I think a lot of us, probably all of us have, and actually I like, I'm thinking of more than one, real life example from our community recently in Fizzle where there's been like some kind of launch or some kind of promotion, some kind of um, special thing going on on the product end of a, of a, uh, of a business, whether it's a launch or a giveaway, like something special where the business owner had high hopes about making sales and they do all the stuff, they put it out there, they push it to social media, email their emailing list, give something away. And they're thinking that this is going to be quote unquote, the thing that gets a bunch of sales and then they don't get those sales. And like maybe one person purchases, for example. So we kind of got in this conversation, the three of us yesterday about what, like, why is that happening for somebody? There's a specific case where, you know, if 
in one example, there was a giveaway that one of our members did where she was able to add like a thousand um, a thousand people to her email list, but it didn't necessarily translate to sales. There's another example of one of our fizzlers who launched a big like seven day challenge thinking that a bunch of people would buy. It was a low price point and mm, really mm. only a couple people bought. So there's like a few of these examples where the hopes were high. Maybe yeah. the, cop- the copy was good. The incentive was good. And maybe even people were added to an email list, which is great. So we always talk about email list building and how challenging that can be since email addresses are definitely a form of currency that people hold really close to their chest. So they're getting some positive traction on that end of things. And yet it's not translating to the sales that they hope for. Maybe they get one sale, two, five, something like that. So this kind of led us into a conversation of like, let's break down what's happening there. Why isn't this turning into like, why aren't those results there when people were so hopeful about it? So I think that's kind of where, where we started with this. Yeah. And the heartbreaking thing about this is when you're listening to someone describe you know, this whole process that they go through and how they had, you know, everything planned out. They had the greatest of intentions. They had really high hopes and then they got no sales Yeah, or yeah. they got one sale or they got five, but they were expecting 500. Yeah. Yep. And you can just see the look in their eye. Dude, like, it's, it's like you just met reality. Like, hi, I'm reality. Nice to know you. And yeah. you're, you're like, you're little, I, I, I've been there so many times, not specifically with like sales stuff, so to speak. We've always had a pretty good amount of luck, probably because you Corbett were so experienced in knowing here's all the things we have to do to make, to like, that's what we're talking about today. There's things you have to do yeah. to get someone to actually make but, the sale. However, it still happens to us. Yeah. It does. I mean, we just launched something today and so far we've had one sale. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and we we launched a new course and and it ended up being a great launch after 10 days or so, but yeah. the first couple of days you're sitting there going, yeah. oh, what's happening? Like yeah, yeah, what's yeah. wrong with this, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. So so I think I think when now let's switch gears here. What we know is what we know is that you can do all this work. You can I love that bit, Steph, about like you tuned up the sales page. You got your email launch sequence, like your, your yep. launch week sequence planned out. You're like ready to roll. You've tested and retested and you've done all the stuff. And still and it doesn't turn into the actual results, right? So what we're talking about today is what does contribute to the actual mm-hmm. results. Yes. What are the essential things that you might be missing in your sales when you try to do that thing when in your in your sales efforts when you yeah. try to do that thing. Now, all the launch launch sequence, all the emails, all the copywriting, all that needs to be on point as well. We're going to talk maybe a little bit of that over over the course of this conversation. Of course. But we're going to talk about three of these essential things yeah. you cannot miss out on. Yeah. Right? And 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 before we go there, let's just dwell a little bit on this mental state that people are in after this happens and you don't get any sales, there's a real chance that somebody might just give up entirely because it's really deflating. It's demoralizing Mm -hmm. not to get any sales. And I see people a lot of times um, making judgments about themselves Mm. and not doing the important and difficult work of dissecting the process and understanding what went wrong and looking at it as a learning experience. A lot of people instead are just saying, Maybe I'm not cut out for this whole mm, thing yeah. and, and ready to just quit. Right. That's like the big stakes here, isn't it? Yeah. The big, the big thing that's at risk, the big thing that's at stake is you just missed like a couple essential bits and you think like, you're beating the crap out of yourself. That like you don't have what it takes to be an entrepreneur, that this business idea is lame. You know what I mean? That you're like, this is all stuff that naturally comes up and it's not just for you. It comes up for all of us. Totally. Right. This happens to all of us because it's like, dude, you just had to fight through all of that negativity from your crappy Uncle Terry. Who was like, oh yeah, how's it going? How's it going with the blog? Remembering the guy yeah. who, uh, in the negativity episode we did, I, I just episode edited it, and it, Steph tells that story about her, like uh, her uncle or something, who was like, I think it's nice that you're taking a step back to focus on your family. <laughs> like, yeah. When she was starting working for Fizzle, right? And and it's like you have to deal with all this negativity, all this people thinking you're kind of crazy. Yep. And then you do your launch. And you're like, and no, you're, no, no. I've been, I've been in, I've been learning what's important, what's essential. I've, this is possible. These people, they don't know that this is a possibility, not just for me, but for lots of people. This is what's happening. People are doing this. This is the new, like, you know, being a cobbler yeah. is, is creating stuff like this. And then you do all this stuff, but you missed out on a couple essential elements. 
You got all the all the like all the hard stuff. You yeah. did all the good work. Well, that's what we're saying. We're saying maybe you missed out on a couple of these essential elements yeah. we're going to share today. But yeah. in your mind, you're saying exactly. Oh, maybe Terry was right. Yeah, and so we just need to you just need to reset that. Just like hey 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 hey, hold on hold on hold on. How was it, Tiger? How did it go? Yeah. How'd you like it out there? Yeah. All right. How did that feel? All right. Yeah. It was new. And Dad, I don't know. It was. It felt kind of like I don't know if I'm doing well. I don't know if I like this. You know, like we're not yelling at you from the sidelines here. No. <laughs> Telling you to get your end yeah. in the ball game. Go spend the first afternoon in bed. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> totally. Just totally bummed about it. But then tomorrow, get up. Then tomorrow, let's go. Okay. Mm-hmm. What did we learn? What did we learn? Because yeah. guess what? You're not alone. You get back up. You you dust yourself off. And this is a really really big point. This is a huge point. If you cannot. Learn how to not no. Let me let me phrase it differently. When you get better and better at at, let me phrase it differently once again. You will get better and better at navigating reality, the real results, the real things that happen. Yes, and then making shifts and changes and adjustments because you just learned something from the master sensei. Basically, reality is like the master sensei. Yeah. Oh, I put stuff out there. I only got these results. What did I learn from that? And then it's like it's like Henry Henry Rollins talking about the iron. Have you remember, you remember that thing? Henry Rollins, awesome, awesome guy. He he was like, this is why I like weightlifting so much because mm. friends can come and go, but two hundred pounds is always two hundred pounds. <laughs> right. You know what? You feel it's strong. You, you feel weak. Up. You feel whatever. Like two hundred pounds is two hundred pounds. Yeah, it is. It is the iron. The iron doesn't lie. Yeah, and you know? and that's like for entrepreneurs, it's your customers. It you is. Know? It's, it's your reality. customers. Yeah, the, what what they do. Yep. Okay. So, what do you want to go to next in this? Okay. So, um, let's see. The, to me, to me, one of the things that that comes up is is like. Let's talk about how easy it is. The difference between how easy it is for someone to sign up for different kinds of things, right? Like you could get people on your email list, for example, and then you have a thousand people on your email list. And then when you launch to a sale to them, you get nothing. How can this happen? They signed up on my email list. I'm sending them some emails. There's a little bit of engagement. So I, I think, uh, one of the, one of the things are almost like, um, little myths or common misconceptions is I've got their email. Now they're ready to be sold or right. something like that. Right. Yeah, so in that case, in um, when Steph was talking about examples of things that we hear inside Fizzle, sometimes we hear about people who grew a big email list and they did it rather quickly. And uh, sometimes, you know, you need to dig into that a little bit more. When somebody says, I've got an email list of 2,000 people or 5,000 people or 10,000 people or something, yeah, you have to dig into that a little bit more yeah. because that really doesn't tell you anything. Hmm. You could go pay $5 on the internet and get, an email list of 10,000 people. Does that mean those 10,000 people are going to buy from you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They could be completely, they could be email addresses that don't really work. You know, mm-hmm. they're not monitored. They could be people who are completely unqualified to buy what you're selling. They might not be interested. They might not be in your market entirely. So how you acquire those email addresses matters. And the ideal scenario is where you are giving someone something in exchange for joining your email list that is very related to the thing that you're eventually going to sell, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So that you know that these people are qualified, they're interested in something that you might end up selling. Versus, uh, you know, one example I remember these were really big for a long time was doing giveaways, right? Where yeah. you would have a page where yeah. if someone came and gave you their email address, they would get one entry into winning something. And then if they tweeted it, you know, they'd get five more entries or whatever. And sometimes this was a way to get a lot of email addresses in yeah. one shot. Mm-hmm. But if you're giving away an iPad or a MacBook or something, mm-hmm. you're going to get every kind of person out there because it's the barrier is really low, right? Yeah. Why not sign up for this thing? I might win an iPad, right? Yeah, totally. But then when it comes time to sell your course on photography, yeah, it's like, how many of those people really care about photography? It's going to be this really, really small amount. Mm. So I think, I think, you know, that to begin with here, what you're getting at maybe with this email list thing is just that when you set expectations that I've got this list of a thousand people, I should get 50 sales. Well, really it depends on how qualified are these people? How much do they care about the thing that you're going to be selling? And you might be, um, you might be blowing smoke up your own arse, uh, and thinking that these people are are really into you when they're not. Okay, so it mm-hmm. sounds like like the first point here is just like 
Okay, first thing we got to do is understand how qualified our people are that we're, that, you know, in case someone's totally newbie in this world, what's very common is you get visitors on your website, you find a way to convert them into having a relationship with you via email, yeah. basically, right? So you, you have some sort of giveaway, what we call a freebie or opt-in incentive. Yep. If you want to learn how to put one of those together, just go to fizzle.co slash email. We have a seven-day free course that will teach you how to make an excellent version of that for your website particularly right so what we do is we get someone onto our email list and now we have a relationship we have the capacity or the the potential for a relationship with them how likely are they to be so say we have a 500 hundred dollar product that teaches someone how to be an excellent homeschool mom for instance or something like that be like do like the amazing homeschool adventure family or something mm-hmm this $500 for this whole thing. We got them on the list with the freebie, the opt-in. That's like, uh, that's uh, like my five, my 10 biggest tips for the, 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 whatever the education area of my home for homeschooling or whatever, like how I organize my something, something. So yep. people who are signing up to get that, they're, they're obviously interested in doing homeschooling stuff and interesting and in how interested in how to do a better job with their kids yes. because it's something they care about a lot. Then you might have a, a sequence of a little bit that like, kind of like, in, introduces that well i guess this is something we're going to talk about in a second but the point is when you finally make that op, make that call to action to them to like hey i have a 500 dollars course that will teach you all the things you want it will make you a badass homeschool mom right yeah badass adventure homeschool family that's that th- how qualified yes. they are when you when you how warmed up they are or whatever how qualified they are to like oh my god this is aligned with well, my vision for my life those are those are two different things okay? okay so so the first thing is how are these are these people qualified or not yeah well, hold on stop there first i just still want to focus on that i want to yeah. go into the nourishing thing second okay because yes. i think that's what you were saying that the second one was the second one is whether or not they're warmed up yeah Okay, so hold on. Let's talk yeah. about the warmed up because I think one to put a pin in this qualified thing. Qualified means how aligned are they with the promise of your product? Maybe this is a way of explaining that. Right? Yes, yes, and it, what it means is when you are drawing people into your world, into yeah. your YouTube channel, into a blog post, into an email list, mm-hmm. you do yourself no good. If you're shooting broad and getting a bunch of unqualified people, they're just noise in your universe. And you might feel like, hey, well, I've, you know, I've got 2000 people on my YouTube channel. Yeah. But if those 2000 people are on your YouTube channel because you had this really cute sloth video, Mm -hmm. but you're trying to sell stuff about homeschooling. Yeah. It's not going to translate. Yeah. And we see this all the time with individual blog posts, right? We have blog posts on our website that drive tens of thousands of visits every month. And yet those people are looking for something that we don't offer. And so they, they convert very poorly yeah. into email subscribers and ultimately into yeah, buyers. Totally. So the value of that post to us is low, even though there's a ton of volume. Yeah. So, you know, you might feel in the beginning like, Hey, I got traction with that blog post mm. about sloths. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to do more of those. Mm-hmm. And it feels good because you're getting attention, but it, that attention doesn't translate yeah. to sales. And, and this sometimes is the culprit behind why people are having trouble converting their list to sales yeah. because they're unqualified. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I would look at. If, if I was diagnosing this, if I was really bummed because I geared up and did this whole thing mm-hmm. and nobody bought, yeah. then I would, I would ask myself, I'd look in the mirror and say, how did these people end up getting onto my list or reading my blog or subscribing to my YouTube channel? Yeah. What pulled them in and how related was that to the thing yeah. that I'm trying to say? Because the, the question that might come after that or the strategy that might come after that is, how do I get more qualified people onto my list? That's the name of the game. That is, mm-hmm. that is the name of the game. You want no. a really high quality list. Yeah. So Steph, what's your, what's your take and closing here on this qualified thing? Yeah. So what's going, what's going through my mind is an, another layer of this to me is there could be people within that group. So I think we've discussed, there's probably people who are not qualified, never going to be qualified. They came for sloth videos and there's homeschooling. Like that's never going to be a fit. However, I think that there's a whole other section of people who 
could become qualified or are qualified, mm. but don't know that they are yeah. yet. Yeah. And so I can't help but think in analogies. This is kind of like how I learn and how I process. And whenever it comes to sales, I always like dating analogies just because it is a, a different kind of courtship. And what we're talking about here reminds me of like, <laughs> I think about dating apps like Tinder, for example, where you do the swiping, right? Like swipe right or swipe left. I don't even know which way you swipe to say, yes, you like someone, but <laughs> I know you swipe one of the ways and that says, hey, I kind of think you're cute. I kind of think you're interested. Interesting. Yeah. So if we say that like opting into an email, you know, or entering a giveaway is the the equivalent of swiping whichever way left, I think it's left, swiping left to say, hey, I think you're kind of cute. No, it's swipe right. Swipe right. Okay. Swiping right. Listen means, to all of hey, us. I think it's I'm swipe right. Listen to all of us. <laughs> no, <laughs> married people. I know. I know. Right now, but, all the married people, little high five for all the married physical show listeners out there. Don't what know, up, y'all? Don't know which direction you swipe. Yeah, no, I'm not going to read a, I'm not going to read a, a book from Aziz Ansari on modern romance, which I heard is really good, by the way, but he talks to you about, I think he basically teaches you, to how do, do you swipe right or swipe left and okay. how to do it? Right. Yeah. So keep going, Steph. <laughs> Swiping right. Well, I'm, yeah, it's just, you're not going to, this would be the equivalent of asking somebody to go straight from swiping right to a marriage proposal. And yeah. that's just like, that's, that would be like, I would be pretty skeptical of a person who would accept a marriage proposal after swiping right once. So there, the, what comes to mind for me is there might just be more of a process here. Like, and the equivalent of this in the business world would be, I need to read some of your weekly emails. I need to listen to a yeah. few of your podcasts. I need to join you for a Facebook live. You got to win me over a little bit. So yes, it's great that 2000 people subscribed to your YouTube channel because you were doing a giveaway. Some of them are probably throwaways, but I think there's a whole other section of them that uh, maybe this goes back to the being warmed up, but you know, having that opportunity to get to know you better. It's not like it's tempting as we started this episode to say, Oh, all is lost. Like I did this sale and nobody bought. I would say, don't be too discouraged because there's people I think that have the opportunity to convert later. They just need to get to know you a little bit better. So it just might not be as instantaneous as we wish it was. Same thing with dating. It'd be great if you went on a first date and found the love of your life, but it doesn't usually work that way. So I think about the same thing when it comes to, to sales. Yeah, I guess, um, and to dig deeper into that dating analogy, when we were talking about qualified versus unqualified people or, you know, baiting people with sloths and then trying to sell them homeschooling, yeah. it's kind of like catfishing, right? Yeah. Isn't that where you... Yeah. When new, uh, do, it's called where, like noodling, where you put your thumb down there or something like that? No, no I'm saying where on... <laughs> what? <are> you, what? <laughs> that what's the sound? It's so weird. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking You're talking about like trying to catch catfish? The giant catfish? No, I'm talking about in... in <laughs> Dating app terminology. No, you said catfishing. That's what it's called. Swap people. Okay, what's it? What's it in dating? Isn't, it, isn't that what it's called? Well, what? What's yes. it? It's like it's like yes. when you're on Tinder or whatever, and you put up a bunch of stats and a photo of yourself that are not representative at all of who you really it's are. It's called catfishing. Yes, and then yeah, someone there's a whole show about this on MTV. And it's then called so, catfish. Oh my gosh! Someone shows up, and you're just not who they thought you were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, maybe the show was like people meeting in real life, going, "Who the hell yeah, are you? You're not yeah. the person." that is at all what you said on that's amazing on that's such a great that's such a great metaphor i mean how many how like, so keep going so don't catfish your customers don't catfish your customers video. because <laughs> because yeah it's like well i know what women want is this so i'll yeah. pretend that i'm that right. instead of just being your not damn realizing, self not realizing that at some point literally not, not realizing that if you got into a relationship with that person then they thought you were like this if you really yep. kind of tricked them like your life is going to be hell yeah. yes exactly. hell right 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 Oh my exactly. God. So put a pin in that one. Put a pin in that one. Okay. This is just an important, a really important point. You have to be aware of how qualified your customer is. And to me, that term means how aligned is that person personally with the outcome or promise that your product is well, trying and to do get they, them to. Do they have the need that your product Do they will have solve, the need? Do right? they feel Do the they need? even have children? Are they yeah. even homeschoolers? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, and, and I'm curious um, from Steph, in the classic sales standpoint, like when you were at Groupon teaching sales training, Mm-hmm. Was there a process for qualifying the leads? Was there yes. was there some like list of criteria or something? Absolutely. So to us, the lit, like with this, it, so there's little kind of, this is kind of what I was getting at just now with even the dating analogy is there's little agreements or we used to call them little upfront contracts, like mini contracts through the relationship. It doesn't go from, you know, the phone is ringing to, hey, do you want to buy my thing? That just doesn't work. It turns people off. It sends them running in the other direction. Everybody, that's the reason nobody answers their phone when there's like an unknown number calling you because people hate being sold. So instead it's about these little mini contracts up front 
front. For example, so qualifying a business or qualifying a lead might be just getting somebody to accept an appointment with you. So getting them, giving them just like a little teaser of the problem that you solve and getting them to agree to have a 10 to 15 minute conversation with you. That is for us, it was the definition of a qualified lead. It's someone who's actually interested in the problem that you're trying to solve. And and they're not saying they're going to buy anything, but they are at least hooked enough to want to spend more time getting to know you and what your solution is. So that was kind of how we defined it in terms of other, but before you get to that point where they're willing to talk to you for more than, you know, a minute at a time, there, there, there's no indication that anything is going to happen there. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and in your case, you were the thing that you were using to get them onto a phone call. Wasn't the promise of getting to play with a sloth. It was yes. something directly related to what you guys were selling, which was how to get more sales or or something like that, like something that mm-hmm. they wanted that Groupon would solve. Mm. Exactly, exactly. So, um, okay, so we, we've talked about whether or not people are qualified, and yeah. now Steph has started us down this next road, which is really the, the first of the three major things that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. And this is whether or not people... Oh, wait, hold on. Before you do that... Oh. See that? Yeah. Good, you good see call. what happened good there? Call. Good call. Oh, it's good, right? Yep. I want to just tell you real quick about our sponsors for this episode, FreshBooks. FreshBooks is small business accounting software for independent small businesses, maybe like yours, especially you freelancers. And FreshBooks makes it incredibly easy to create invoices and send those out to your customers. And it even makes it easy to see if your customers have opened it, if they need to be resent the thing exceptional product. If you want to check it out, they're making it available to you for free. You don't even need a credit card for a whole month. Go to freshbooks.com slash fizzle. That's freshbooks.com slash fizzle to get your free month. And then our other sponsor is Storyblocks. You guys, this is awesome. 150 bucks, $149, right? A whole year of stock photography, stock video, and stock audio for anything that you need. Now, I've been looking at this for for posts for us for the uh, the blogs that blog posts that we do. We need images and stuff like that. So I've been looking through their images. They have great images and one hundred and forty nine dollars for a whole year of unlimited access to not just all the images you could want, but also video and audio is a big deal. To check that out, go to storyblocks com slash fizzle that's storyblocks.com slash fizzle okay corbett so take us back to this we're talking we've talked about qualified now we're talking about this first big point we got to bring up so we've talked about qualified or not which means whether or not people even have the problem that your product is trying to sell Mm -hmm. okay the second way that we look at buyers is whether or not they are warm or cold Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is what Steph was starting to allude to, which is there may be some people who are qualified, but not ready to buy yet. And we would call those cold because they just met you and here you are. They just swiped right or whatever. And here you are asking for a marriage proposal. Yeah. Okay. It's too early. You need to warm these people up. They need to get to know you. And so your customers, ideally, if someone is going to buy, they probably need to know like and trust you and believe that you are able to solve their problem in a way that they'll be willing to pay for. And that's really hard to get really hard to do with a completely cold lead with someone who just met you. So in the example of uh, let's say you had a giveaway and let's say instead of giving away an iPad, you decided to give away something that's really related to your product. Maybe it is your product that you're giving away. So you got a bunch of people to sign up for the giveaway because it's easy to get someone to sign up for something free, right? Hey, I might win this thing. Sure. Like, yeah. I'm just going to put my email address. What's the worst that could happen? Maybe they'll spam me. It's like me. easy. I remember some one blogger a while ago just was like, listen, I can make a very, very popular, successful blog. I just get nudes of celebrities. That's it. Right. I just find them from all over the place. Sure. I categorize them by who's what. I mean, this is the kind of thing that just gets a ton of traffic. Now, can I make a business out of that? Right. Maybe only through advertising, but I'm certainly not going to be able to sell my adventure homeschooling mom course right. through that traffic. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Actually, that might be a good strategy. Everybody in the future just has some weird porn site. Like, well, what, I generate traffic over here, but the whole thing's decked out in ads for you're adventure really testing. You're really testing the limits of my ability to remember the point I was making <laughs> right now. I'm digging deeper into this thing. Okay, <laughs> yeah. and go back to the nurturing. Okay. Swipe right. We need to take some time. Yes. 
Okay. Need to take some time Need to, to take warm time. up the thing. We got. I got to know, like, and trust you. Yep. Right. If I've just got on your list, I need to know, like, and trust you, and be fairly, really confident that you actually yes. have a tool that can I can use to solve yeah, my okay. problem. Okay. So, so back to the, the the giveaway example. Yeah. So instead of giving away an iPad this time, let's say you gave away your product. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've got a bunch of people on your email list. Like I was saying, it's really easy to get people on your list if you're giving away something for free. Yeah. However, these people just met you. They yeah. might say, yeah, I'd love that thing for free, but I don't really know what it is. I don't know who you are. Yeah. I don't really know if this is going to solve my problem. Yeah. If you're going to give it to me, I'll take it, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily going to pay for it. So if you then immediately follow up with, hey, here's my thing. You should buy it. Mm-hmm. These people are so cold that they're unlikely to convert because yeah. they haven't gone through the whole process to get to know, like, and trust you. And this sometimes takes a very long time. We are shocked. Mm-hmm sometimes at fizzle yeah. to discover just how long this process can take. We have people sign up for fizzle membership all the time who tell us they've listened to our podcast for two years or three years. Maybe they've listened to every single episode of the podcast since it began. Maybe they've been following us uh, on our blog. Maybe they tell us that they used to read father apprentice or mm-hmm. think traffic or some yeah. project that we did five or six years ago. Yeah. Then they eventually sign up and who knows what happened during that time. Maybe they, maybe we said something that they finally decided that they believe that we can solve their problem. Maybe something changed in their life so that they became more qualified. But this whole process here is all about nurturing the leads Mm -hmm. over time to warm them up so that they know, like, and trust you and Maybe at some point their situation aligns with your situation. You're selling something that now is right for them at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what you were, you were talking about Steph, right? With bringing people Mm -hmm. through that process. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So if our first point is about, we have to understand the nature of qualified as it relates to our customers. How qualified are they? How aligned are they with our goals and their, how, how much do they need what we have to sell, right? Yep. Then there's this other thing, which, which is, seems related, but it's the difference between a cold and a warm or hot lead, mm-hmm. basically, right? Yep. And this is a sequence of events or of, of information that we have to deliver to them. I love this example of we've got an iPad giveaway. God, enter to win an iPad. Everybody wants an iPad. So you get a billion, you get a billion signups, right? And then how many people want a adventure homeschooling course? Right. Right. So what we need to do is we need to go from everybody wanting an iPad to, all right, that thing's closed, but like, here's something to know. And you t- tell some story that's cute and fun about you. That's, that's, that is starting to introduce them to well, here's no, what no, matters. No. What? No. What? First, we wouldn't give away an iPad. Well, the whole point is you give away something related to your product, but even if you do that, then you need to warm people up from there. I like this though. I like this, this, these scenarios of like, if you can think of like, there's the, there's the thing on the front, which is your giveaway. Yeah. Right. That's, that's one variable. What we do there can be changed. Yep. Then there's, then there's the stuff in the middle before you ask for the sale. Yes. What, what you do in there can be changed. Yeah. And, and, and this is, this is why typically people don't run Facebook ads that go directly to a sales page. Yeah. They run Facebook ads that lead people to sign up for uh, something with their email address yep. or to register mm-hmm. for a webinar Yeah, because those are channels that you can use to warm up someone yeah. and explain who you are, what you're offering, why it might be good for them in a longer format than a sales page will allow. Yeah. It's really hard to get a return on investment by just dumping people into a sales page. Yeah. So, so you dump them instead into a place where you can warm them up. Warming people up can happen sometimes quickly. Yeah. Like in a webinar, especially if it's a $5 product or something like that, that can happen right on a sales page. You can just go, ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm into this. Other times if they're paying $500 for a a course on uh, homeschooling your kids, it might take a while. It might take a year like it does with us. Or maybe somebody has that problem right now and they're looking for a solution. So maybe it'll be quicker, but you're not sure. So that's why you get people to sign up for something that you have continuous access to them, yeah. like subscribing to our podcast or joining our email list. Totally, totally. Like you people all listening to the podcast right now, hearing my voice. Yes, I'm talking to you. That's you, right. Wa- walking the dog, you going on <laughs> driving a the car, you driving the work. car. Yeah, you uh, doing all that stuff. This is all an elaborate ruse to get you to trust us with your with a penance, you know, mm-hmm. a, pen, a, pen, a pen, pittance, pittance, a pittance, thirty five dollars a month. 
that's like no, it's like no money at all. And it gets you access to us every single day. Yeah. Group coaching every single Friday. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Courses, all the courses that we've made, all the courses. Yep. The community of people who won't let you quit. But you have to understand that the podcast is a very useful tool of getting you into our brains, into our guts, into our hearts. Like we can't fake this. We're doing this for reals live every time we do it, you know? And so that's, that, that's like an incredibly effective tool. Like when Mark Marin or Joe Rogan or, or any of the other people who have listened to, you know, probably thousands of hours of them, Pete Holmes, if they say something, if they like recommend a product, if they build something and it's awesome because it's awesome to them and I'm a lot like them, you know, I trust them a ton because of how much time I've spent with them. Time in quotes there. Time, time I've spent right, with listening them, to right? them. Yeah. So the same can be true with your emails that go out, right? So yeah. your email automation sequence, it's like someone's on the list, someone did the giveaway, someone this, that, and the other. How much do they need to be warmed up to know, like, and trust us, to be kind of educated or taught to know, like, and trust us? Yep. To, until we can start making that sale. This is the nurturing process. Is nurture a, right, a good word for this? Yeah. I think that's what salespeople use, right, yeah. Steph? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's nurturing. It's, it's kind of just like work. I think a lot of times you'll hear people talking about working a lead, right? And yeah. I, we already mentioned briefly the transition between cold, warm, hot leads. This is kind of what, when you hear those terms, this is what that means, you know, getting people mm-hmm. to know you better and having some evidence that there's some connection there versus them having no idea who you are, I think is what we're talking about. So there needs to be like some alignment there between like how badly people are experiencing this problem that they have that your product can solve and how much they trust you to solve that, right? And if both of those things are really high, then that's the hottest kind of lead you could have, Mm -hmm. right? They're they're ready and they believe that you're the person to solve it. Yeah, say that again. Hold on, I like that. The alignment between how much they need this thing themselves and... And how much they believe you can solve. How much they believe you can solve it. Yep. I mean, if you looked at your sales page and, and just looked at it through those two lenses, this question of like, okay, so how am I, how am I really telling this person? How am I really aiming this at the person that needs this thing? Mm -hmm. Right. And showing to them that, that this is for you if you need this. Yeah. And then how am I showing this person that they should trust me? To give them the solution to this, right? That they should trust this solution yeah, to it. Those right? are both important. That's like that would make your sales page, all of our sales pages, stronger mm-hmm. if we looked at it that way, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Keep going. Okay. So uh, putting a pin then in that second, yeah. I guess that's we're we're going to end up with four ingredients here because we we started out talking about qualification yeah. of, of yeah. buyer. So mm-hmm. so qualification of buyer is the first ingredient. The second one is how warm are these buyers? Yeah. Right. Yeah. How much do they know, like, and trust you? The third ingredient is giving those people, no matter how qualified, how nurtured they are, giving those people a reason to buy now. Yeah. So this is where, you know, if someone comes to your sales page and their need isn't red hot, you still want an opportunity to convert these people into buyers. But if they don't have a red hot need right now, if you're selling vitamins instead of painkillers which is what most of us sell right yeah if you're selling a painkiller then you are looking for people with that acute pain right now talk about this yeah talk about this this again because some people haven't heard this idea of selling vitamins versus painkillers yeah most most of us end up selling vitamins which is this is something that will make your life better it's not something that's going to cure this red hot inflamed problem that you have right now right yeah Yeah. and um if you're selling painkillers, you're looking for people who just have that problem right now, like their house is on fire and they need the fire truck to come over. Yeah. Okay. Or their toilet's clogged and they need the plumber to come over or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Instead, you're selling something that is going to make someone's life better, but they it's never going to be a specific time that they need that thing. It could be now. It could be a week from now. It could be months from now. It's whenever they get around to deciding that they're going to take on this project in their life. Yeah. So in order to convert those people, you need to give them a reason to buy now, not a week from now, not a month from now, not six months from now, not whenever they feel like it, Mm -hmm. a reason to buy now. And that usually comes in the form of some sort of time limited offer 
whether that is a discount that's only available for a short period of time, yeah. some bonuses that are only available for a short period of time, uh, you know, the fact that the price might be going up a week from now, whatever it is, you need to give them a reason to buy now. And that's why a lot of times you see people have a launch model instead of an evergreen model. A launch model is where you open the doors on your product, you sell your homeschooling, uh, you know, for a kids thing for two weeks at a time, then you close the doors for three months and then you open it again for, for a week or two, whatever, whatever that cycle is for you. Because yeah. naturally when you do that open and close model, you're giving people a reason to buy now because if they don't buy now, it's not available next week. Mm-hmm. They can get in now. They can't get in next week. So they have to make a decision. Then the default pattern that people will fall into when they come to your sales page usually is just going to be, Oh, that's nice. You know, maybe I'll think about getting that next week or whatever. And yeah. then they forget about it and they move on with their lives. And maybe you remind them an email and so on. And it's this constant like, Hey, do you want this thing? And they're like, eh, maybe I want this thing. If instead you say, Hey, do you want this thing? You can only get it this week. Yeah. Then they go, Oh, shit, I got to take a minute to really think about this totally. thing. I'm going to read this sales page to decide. Totally. Yeah. So when, when we talked about this previously, I really like this idea of, okay, so if we've got the first one is like just understanding, I don't think this is an ingredient. I think this is just, we're just understanding qualify a qualification. This, the nature of some buyers are more qualified than others. Okay. So if you're getting leads that are cold, then we need to make them warmer, right? This is our nourishing sort of thing. Yep. If we're getting leads that are cold, we need to, we need to get them warmer. The best case scenario is we get warmer leads from the start. Our opt-in, our thing that we're giving away is targeting people who are more likely to be, you know, qualified and warm leads for our, our purchase in the end, our adventure homeschooling thing. So our giveaway for that is related, right? Then we've got this cut, this sequence or this, this process of warming them up, of nourishing them, right? Or nurturing, nurturing, Mm -hmm. nurturing, of nourishing, nourishing, I'll nourish them. I'll nourish. (laughs) I mean, actually that's, it's a fun, fun Freudian slip, right? Because yeah. That's how you do this. Right. That's how you do this is you give and you give and you give and yeah, you, you give and you're you give. giving them nutrients. Like you're giving them freaking nutrients. Yeah. You're literally making in the form meals. of like little content. Yeah. And, here's, yeah. here's, oh, have you ever struggled with this? A lot of us have. Here's the solution that I've found. Yep. Have you ever struggled with this? A lot of us have, right? I'm starting to know you. I'm starting to like you. I'm starting to trust you yeah. over time. And so we're warming ourselves and if you're up. Selling, if you're selling information like a homeschooling, you know, solution or something, you're almost giving people a free trial without them knowing that they enrolled in yeah. your free trial, yeah. right? By by giving you their email address, you're almost giving them a free trial in the form of every week I'm going to send you a podcast or a blog post or something that I wrote or something that I filmed that helps you with the problem that you have. Yeah, Maybe not as fully as the course that I'm selling, but it helps you a little bit. It's like a little, you're nourishing them yep. over time. Absolutely. You're nourishing them, right? So we're doing that nourishing, nurturing of those people trying to get them from whatever temperature they are to a warmer temperature, Yep. right? Then I like this framework of give them a reason to buy and then give them a reason to buy now, mm-hmm. right? I, for some reason, I just like both of those together. It's like, if I was going to say, you're doing a launch, here's all you need to know. Give them a reason to buy, give them a reason to buy now, right? Don't, both of those things. It's both of them. Because yeah. giving them a reason to buy is obviously understanding all of the value and the benefits that you add to them, the thing they're actually trying to get. If you've taken our Defining Your Audience course inside of Fizzle, absolutely killer. Again, we don't say this every every week on the show, but if you wanted to try Fizzle out for free, the, the place where we have all of these courses and community and, and coaching and stuff like that, as a Fizzle show listener, you can do it for five weeks for free. You just go to fizzle.co slash try five. That offer is always there for you. And give you a reason to buy free coaching calls every week. That's awesome. Every Friday we have free coaching calls. You should jump on those. It's They're amazing. Super, super valuable. You can literally just jump on, turn on your webcam and talk to Corbett, Chase or Steph. And say, mm-hmm. here's the problem I'm facing with my business. What do you think I should really do? Really valuable. And we will literally answer you live. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. here's the thing, guys, that, Offer is going away at the end of this week as you're hearing this. It is. Give them a reason to buy right now, Corbin. <laughs> Give them a it's reason not. To buy. It actually isn't. But it's going away <laughs> at the end of this week. You have literally, you have, you have today. If you do that today, you can join one of those now calls. Now you're catfishing. If you don't. Yeah. <laughs> But give them a reason to buy. Give them a reason to buy right now. Yes. This is a great framework. And, and all, you know, most of us are smart enough to go like, okay, 
So give them a reason why right now. There's a lot of options we can do for that, all right, guys? So listen, what can you do? You can go for it, Corbett, go. Yeah, well, we do this all the time. So for example, uh, we recently launched a new course. You can go to fizzle.co slash journal to to check out this course that Chase put together, which is all about how to put together a daily direction practice that will help you figure out what you're working on and why every morning. Every morning. Love that, Corbett Barr. So in order to sell that course, we didn't just put it out there and say, hey, we have this new thing. It's out there. We said, if you sign up by this date, Chase will personally walk you through setting up your own practice over the course of three coaching sessions, one a week for the first three weeks. And that's a reason for people to buy. That's a reason why people sign up for this thing. So anytime we launch a course or something new, Mm. we always include a reason to buy. And it's usually in the form of, here's some additional coaching that you can get that's only available if you sign up by this particular date. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing we did was coaching for free, which by the way, we're in the middle of right now. I'm loving it. Next session's tomorrow. What's up, all my journaling people? I mean, this is recorded in the the past. So at the time this airs, it'll be done. done. Hopefully they'll be, (laughs) what's up, all my journaling people? been talking to them on facebook live too what's up on my facebook live people all right but then there's another thing we could do to to go for instance we were talking about this the other day what if we did the coaching offering right that closed within five days or something like that and we pushed it and put it hey if you want to do coaching and the coaching was really valuable on that then the next thing is like all right it's still at an introductory price right so we we say like right we're doing right now start a blog that matters if you're not on the email list you're not getting these notifications right now uh as we're recording this and you hear it in the future you won't be able to do this we're selling start a blog that matters this like flagship course of ours the like the one course you really need if you're a blogger for half price yeah right now it's normally a 200 course we're selling for 99 bucks right you again you can't get these offers if you're not on the email list so we're saying that is what for launch week we're doing it for 99 bucks and it's coming with coaching right for example yeah then for the week after that it's like the second week is like hey we're gonna keep it available for 99 bucks for the next five days yeah right another kind of like way to keep the yeah. thing going and i think the point is you can layer these reasons to buy now yeah. you can layer things in you make the deal better it's like uh, when you watch the infomercials late at night and they're like and if you buy now, you get blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. they, they layer on stuff. And by the end of it, you're like, oh, I thought, you know, when this started, I thought I was just getting the sham wow. Yeah, yeah. But it turns out I'm getting this bucket and this soap and all this yeah, other stuff totally, with it. Totally. And holy cow, how can I not buy this thing? And I want to say to, to the people out there, to any of my people out there who are like, dude, this sounds sleazy. Do I have to be sleazy? Why to are do they this? your people? Because like that's what I've always that's what I always I mean you guys are super sleazy and I'm not yeah, you really? know yeah so but no but I mean like that's kept me out of doing any, about of doing so much in my life yeah it's that impulse has kept me out of so much because I, I wanted to be authentic I wanted to be an artist I wanted to not sacrifice my relationship with my audience and my yeah. customers you know what I mean um, but what I've learned after doing this now is like dude I don't first of all it is not sleazy I'm going here's a, a badass course. That costs $200 is for 99 bucks. We're going to do that just for right now. We're celebrating. We're just celebrating. Like this is available now as an individual course to buy. Like we're just celebrating. What's the sales page on that, by the way? Can, if people want to check that out. Uh, it's a little complicated. Fizzled, I, I can't yeah. even tell you. We need to create a, a we need a, a short link. Make a note of this. Yeah. Fizzle.co slash S-A-B-T-M. Okay. Start a blog that matters. Make a note of that. Fizzle.co slash SABTM if you want to check out how we do a sales page and stuff like that there. But dude, no, this is not sleazy. Making an offer to people who are hungry, who are trying, people are trying to build a blog that matters. They want to earn a living doing something they care about and they see blogging and mediapreneurship as an option and a, and a real honest way of doing that. It's the, it's the new way of being a cobbler or a farmer or something like that, right? So... I just, I'm starting so hard not to talk about this farm documentary I just watched. Oh my God. Wendell Berry. <laughs> Move past it, Chase. Move past just it. Just keep going. Okay. So I resonate and I connect with that value and that thing that they want. And I'm like, okay, let's give them what they want. Let's give them what they want. We charge money for it because that allow, enables us to keep going and making stuff for them. Yeah. You know, this is a hard thing for some of you to deal with. And it's something we're going to cover probably with a course in the future, because if you can, if I can get you over this, if I can show you the ways you can do this without feeling or, or sleazy at all, without, without, um, without manipulating or, or, or sacrificing your relationship with your audience at all, you're going to be blown away because it's absolutely possible don't be so limited in in your head by by you know what you think other people will think of you if you do that because it's just not the it's just not the truth when you start realizing oh my god my words my my things i make they matter to people 
mm-hmm. they they like help people. They're fun, they, like it's functional for people. Like it is, I'm changing lives with this. Yeah, it changes everything. Yep. Well, and I think one one thing I'll add is I think this is really important to point out. So this whole like time based, I think this is where people get stuck. This is where I've gotten stuck. It's probably mm. where you guys have gotten stuck too. If you look at this whole like time based reason to buy now thing by itself. That to me is where the sleaziness is. It's like, you know, you go to somebody's sales page and there's like just the ticking seconds and days and everything. And out of context, it feels kind of like, it just feels off. It just feels wrong. But what's important to point out here is I think what we're talking about, this whole reason to buy now, it stacks on top of what we've already talked about, the nourishing, the nurturing. That to me is the way out of it. So if you've done your 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 work with nurturing and nourishing people, People want to feel understood. That's what makes people buy. When they feel like you get them, like you are the person who sees into their soul and knows what they need, that's when the reason to buy and reason to buy now hits home. Mm. Without that, it's like, who cares? I don't care that I only have 24 hours left to buy. Like, what's in it for mm-hmm. me? When when I understand that you, you have shown me and proven to me time and time again that you get me and like you are my kind of person and you're going to be the person to walk me through that, that's when the time-based offer is like, oh man, mm. like I've been following this person for so long. Like this is my moment. I'm jumping on. So I think it's just really important that for people listening, you got to put all of these elements together, like time-based offers by themselves. It's going to make you feel sleazy. But if you're doing it in your way where you're doing it through nurturing, and then you give people an opportunity to go deep with you in the way that we're describing, that's really where it's, that's the sleaziness I think dissolves Mm. uh, in my experience. So I challenge everybody listening to this to, Examine their own buying behaviors yeah. and watch what Definitely. triggers you to buy and to and what turns you off too. Totally. And but to find a retailer to any retailer that doesn't drive the majority of their sales from time limited offers. Yeah. I mean, even think about uh Amazon Prime Day. Yeah. Right. That yeah. is a massive sales event for them. Yeah. Black Friday. Totally. Right. Makes or breaks the year for most people. Uh, if you go to William Sonoma or any sort of retailer, chances are this weekend they have some kind of sale going on because it's Halloween or it's Memorial Day or whatever it is, because those things are what drives sales. Yeah. Customers are waiting for a reason to buy. It's true. It's true. So you give them a reason to buy and you give them a reason to buy right now. Yes. Okay. So listen, we've talked about qualifications, like just this understanding some of our leads are are warm and not. And then it's this conversation about how do we get them from whatever temperature they are to, to a warmer temperature, right? We do that through nurturing and nourishing, right? It's basically through nourishing, we're, but we're nourishing them towards a final action. This is something a lot of people don't do enough is they just go like, well, what, what would make you not go away? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. This is different from how do I get you more likely like to be purchasing the product two weeks from now when I send you that email. Yeah. Which means they know, like, and trust you and believe that you can solve the problems that they have. Exactly. So we're honing in that whole nurturing sequence. We're honing in on the problem that they have. Everything that we're writing about is geared towards the problem that would, that they have. And it might be a wider, a wider angle. Like we're talking about adventure homeschooling mom, you know, math is the course that we have. Right. Um, But it might be a wider angle that we're talking about like have you ever noticed with your kids it's like hard to do this that and you're talking about big broad things and then you might slowly get it towards math and the importance of math like one of the things i notice is the importance of math and yet you know you but you're honing towards that towards that problem i love that 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 by the way i don't feel like we do that in our own nurturing sequence right now you know very well um I mean, what we do works okay. We certainly want to make improvements to it. We all have to be improving all the time. Right. But, um, by the way, speaking of which, I don't know when this is airing and as it relates to when we're launching that new course that we're doing. That's interesting. I don't know. So the point being, we've got, we, again, again, this, this nourishing, warming the things up, right? And then it's give them a reason to buy right now when it's time. So for instance, if you're doing this in an email sequence, if you've got 10 emails warming them up to, uh, if you've got like, say you've got like five emails warming them up to you, right? Knowing, liking, trusting you as it relates to the problem you're helping them solve, your product helps them solve. You're not even mentioning the product until then we've got like a little bit of a soft sale where it's like, where it's like, you can get this right now for, you know, 
for 40% off if you like it's in the context of a of a much wider like content again it's like hey here's one thing I what do you do with cubbies like I organize my cubbies like this like here's color coding cubbies or whatever right by the way this is one of the lessons from my thing that like if you're interested in it I'll give it to you for 20% off right now just because you're a subscriber here and then the next email might be like actually you know what you need to know about this product like this is a really big deal and we're going to give this away for 30% off to you right now if you want right we've just sweetened the deal or or maybe it's just like you know we're going to do this at 10 percent or something like that whatever it is give them a reason to buy right now like so if you buy in the next couple days or few days and there's a way that you can do it where it's like you know some some bit set so it's like this person this email address is getting this thing so they have this link that's a that's that's viable for the next like five days or something like that right but um that is just another way of manufacturing some of that. You're manufacturing scarcity, sure, but you're giving them a reason to buy right now, and I love doing that with the discount. You yes. know, well, I love that, personally. Yeah, and and the key to that isn't the discount. The key is that the discount ends yeah. at some point. Yeah, the right? discount ends. If you just yeah. offer a, a, <laughs> right. a discount on an ongoing basis, then that's just what the price is. Yeah. And that's not a reason for people to need to consider buying this right now. Yeah. Okay, so... Put a pin in that. That, uh-huh. that was the second ingredient, reason, yep. the reason to buy now. The third, then, is that you need to provide enough details about this particular product or offer that you're making to overcome any objections that people have and to make them feel good about hitting that buy button. Yeah. Okay? Both kinds of buyers, the warm ones and the cold ones, need this. The cold ones need it even more. And if you're going to make a sale with a cold buyer, yeah. then you also need to get all that nurturing done that you should have been you know, yeah. working on for the past six months. You need to get that done right now yeah. in the form of your sales video and your, your landing page. But even warm buyers are going to need that also. Because just giving them a reason to buy right now in the form of a discount doesn't matter if they don't know why this thing is important to them, yeah, why this thing totally. matters, why this is going to solve their problem. So this this essence here is really about uh, your sales page. And mm. the reason I bring this up is in the example of, let's say, you did a giveaway, you got a bunch of people on your email list, and then you just sent them a coupon and said, hey, here's this coupon if you wanted to buy this thing. Sorry that you didn't win it, yeah. you know, the product yeah. that, that I gave away. If you're not explaining all of who you are, why you're able to solve their problem, what this product stands for, why they'd want to buy this product instead of a different one, yeah. then you're not giving them enough context to truly make a decision about buying your product. Yeah, yeah. So this is really about uh, just doing a good enough job in the sales process, the launch process, the few emails that you're sending, the sales page that they're viewing, the uh, sales video that they're watching to ad- address all of the objections that they might have. yeah. So that they feel good about pressing the buy button. So it's not just giving them a reason to buy. It's giving them a reason. It's not just giving them a reason to buy right now. Yeah. It's giving them a reason to buy. Yes. Right. It's going through all of those objections, Mm -hmm. all of those myths that you need to debunk about what they think like, well, I'm not going to take this course or like this information actually isn't relevant to me or like I'll never actually apply it to my life. Yep. You got to debunk the myths and the objections. You've got to be very upfront with like, with like, here's what you're buying. Here's what my promise is. Yep. It's the payoff. It's the, it's the promise of you get this and you are going to be a more successful, more energetic, more competent homeschooling mom. Mm -hmm. Whatever the things are that you feel like that person really wants wants yep right this you're, is what you're gonna save a bunch of time exactly you know? this is the i love the beauty of entrepreneurship there i mean i find a lot of it in in understanding it's like aaron sorkin the way he writes west wing yes there's right? a real art to writing there's, a sales page there's a t- total art to writing a product to coming up yeah. with a design of a product designing yeah. the content of a product yeah and i love that that to me feels like being like a, a show writer or something and like that by the way we we often write our sales page before we create the product mm-hmm. yeah. that's that's a good way to start so that you know whether or not you are fulfilling the promise that you make yeah. that will be in your sales page uh, in the product that you create. Okay, we got to pull this episode to a close. How do we want to close this out? Do you feel like you need to like uh, summarize any of these things again? What do you feel like well, we need to do? Sure, just quickly. Yeah. Okay, up front, make sure that you're finding qualified buyers. These uh-huh. are people who will eventually have the problem that your product is going to solve. Yeah. 
You need to take the time to nourish them, mm-hmm. to warm them up and get mm-hmm. them to, to be ready for a sale over time, which yeah. is to know, like, and trust you and believe that you can solve the problem that they have. Then you need to, when you, when it comes time to sell your thing, give people a reason to buy now, a time limited reason yep. that they need to make a decision mm-hmm. whether or not to buy your product. And then finally, you need to provide them with enough details mm-hmm. about this product, this yep. offer that you're making. You need to address their objections. You need to tell them the promise that your product is making. You need to show them the results that other people have gotten from using this product. All of those things that they need in order to feel good about hitting that buy button. When all those ingredients are in place, that's when you'll make sales. That's when you'll have the thousand people on your email list and you'll end up making those 50 sales that you were looking for because all of those are ingredients are in place. If not, then you might end up with a flat cake because you forgot to put the whatever, the baking <laughs> yeah, soda in. Totally. You know? Flat cake is a great metaphor for this. <laughs> Steph, anything to add in closing? I think I'll just add, like, just on a little uh, mama bear pep talk note. I, my yeah. experience, since I have a lot of experience with sales, one thing I find is that it's it's a very it's very easy to take this personally. And especially when it's your baby, it's your product and you put it out there and you're so nervous about it and you promote it to all your friends on Facebook and you're wondering what people from high school are going to say about you. And it's really scary. And then you don't get the result. You can feel, I understand you can feel so defeated. And like we said at the beginning of the episode, you might just want to give up completely. However, the process of selling and buying things, it is a very personal one. A lot of people have very strong reactions to to buying stuff and to feeling like they're being sold to. So it's a bit of an art. And my advice would be just try not to take it personally. And and instead, like we always say, kind of put on that white lab coat, get your clipboard and inspect what's going on and recognize that as Corbett has laid out for us, there's a number of steps you can take to kind of right the ship. But the last thing we want is for people out there who are experiencing this to to believe that it's it's because your product sucks or because you aren't cut out for this. In my experience, nine times out of 10, that's not the case. There's just some tweaking that has to take place. And with these tips, I think um, I think you can get on the right path for sure. Oh, I love that. All right, y'all. That is episode... What is this? This is episode 242 of The Fizzle Show. If you want to check out the show notes for this episode, just head to fizzleshow.co slash 242. We love hearing you there in the comments, and we love that you're listening. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't yet, fizzle.co slash toolkit will get you those four free guides as well as the 10 essential episodes of The Fizzle Show, fizzle.co slash toolkit. Here's an iTunes review from Coradora who says, uh, I adore this podcast. Corbett brings the voice of reason. Stephanie brings the girl power. And Chase keeps things spicy with his love for artisanal jams and jokes. Mm. I love it. Keep up the amazing work, you guys. I appreciate how you how real you all are. And we appreciate you guys out there being as real as well. If you haven't left left us a review on iTunes yet, maybe, uh, maybe do so. All right, y'all. That's it. Make those sales. Make it count. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. We'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show.